You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, what's up, Discovery? Hey, Discovery. Happy Mother's Mother's Day. Day. My gosh. (laughs) Uh, It's so cool being here this morning with you in your house. Um, I'm super excited because... As you can see, uh, I'm not by myself this morning, but I have my amazing, beautiful wife with me. And so she also so happens to be my baby's mama. And so, woo, so glad that- One and only. One and only, hello. And so, uh, so glad to have her with me. Happy Mother's Day, babe. I love you, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And so uh, she has something that, that she, uh, she really feels like God put on her heart, and we're gonna jump into that. But before we do that, Uh, Just like what we did last week, I want to give you just a couple minutes uh, to share this feed right now, okay? And so we're just going to give you a couple minutes again. uh, We hope it's not awkward for you. We're just going to pause and and you just hit that little share button and uh, you can write a post and be like, you're missing out. And so, okay, so here we go. Ready? Go. Go ahead. We're just waiting. Thank you. I feel like we should have music. Okay. Did you do it? Yes. Okay. I did it. She I know did it. I did it. Hey, so we're just believing in faith that you did it. Thank you so much for helping us get the message of Jesus out to people that we that you can only reach, that we can't reach. And so, um, so thank you for that. I also want to reiterate what Janice had shared uh, when she was doing announcements that right after this, Uh, We want you to head over to our Facebook page. We have a a Mother's Day uh, QR trivia for you. And uh, this is your opportunity. Uh, Kids that don't want to buy your mama anything, like you could win her some (laughs) gift cards. Or moms, if you're like, yo, I'm a superwoman. I don't need my kids. I can win myself. (laughs) Like like you can can head over there as well. So I asked Van to share with us her favorite moment thus far of parenting so so um you know i think each kid obviously is like you can't compare them you can't compare experiences with the kids individually because they're all so amazing but um just recently actually for my son's uh second birthday we really had an opportunity just to have a fun day activities and it was really cool to get all three of them together and they just enjoyed one another. They, I felt like that was like the first day that they really um, were all collectively just enjoying one another and loving on one another. And there was very minimal fighting, you know, that's very rare. And uh, I think having <laughs> that type of dynamic, having more than one kid, there, there tends to be fights. Yeah. Um, but that day, that. that it was a good day. It was a good day. It was just super busy, full of fun, and yeah. they just enjoyed life. That was a great memory for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, what we wanted to do, um, being that it's Mother's Day, we wanted to look throughout scripture, throughout the text to see um, what, like, to share some some substance from a mom in scripture, in the Bible. And so as I'm sure you're aware, there's a lot of moms in the Bible. And so I said, hey, Van, um, why don't you select a mom that you want to share about? And then 
we'll just we'll just share with it and and so clearly like there's so many moms that you can choose from right like the obviously the obvious one is like the virgin mary right like she's phenomenal a she was a virgin like and she had a mom and she had a baby and the baby was jesus and so who saved the world and so like i guess so the easy answer would have been let's talk about mary but she didn't choose Mary. Uh, then we could have, you could have talked about Eve, yeah, right? Yeah, like the first mom. The first mom <laughs> she said no. And there's just countless amounts of, of moms, right? Like there's Mary, or excuse me, a Sarah, and and the list goes on and on. Uh, but the mom that Vanessa decided to talk about is found in First Kings, I believe, chapter 17, and. Uh, it's, it's a mom who lives in this town called Zarephath. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to do is, uh, Vanessa's gonna give us a backdrop of the story. And then we're going to pull out four, um, just four like practical uh, keys, right? Yeah. To, to life. And, but here, here, if you're a dude right now, mm -hmm. I know what you're thinking, you're like, Oh, yo, this is going to be about moms and, I, and I'm a man, right? Like, no, listen, hey, I promise you, hey, chill is going to be good. Like uh, these four uh, keys that, that, that we're going to share with you, uh, they're they, they go for moms, dads, like it's for everyone. And so we don't want you to tune out just if you're, if you're like a dude or if you're a dad. We want you to, to just lean in. We believe that, that God, uh, through His Holy Spirit, can speak to you yeah. uh, in this moment, even virtually, y'all. So, um, so yeah, babe, yeah. give us the backdrop. Well, the main character in the story, um, besides the widow, is a man named, a prophet named Elijah. And so what just happened before we get in to meet the mom, Elijah was a prophet of God. And Elijah just shared with um, King Ahab that there was going to be a seven year drought. So there's going to be no rain, there'll be absolutely nothing. So Elijah had to be the bearer of bad news. Um, right after that happened, God told Elijah to go into hiding. And so um, Elijah went to this brook and um, God sent ravens to feed him. And then God promoted him to finally be fed by a widow. But at that time, he was also giving instruction to this widow that she will be, um, be uh, she, that provider. She, provider for this, uh, for this prophet, which is like amazing. This woman who has a son, she's raising all by herself. She lost her husband. So you can imagine just the fate, uh, just, how what she's going through in yeah. her mind and her head to be a provider yeah like how 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 is that especially back in these days the woman depended on the men to be the provider so this is i i love this story because there's just god is just so awesome and how he can use this widow in such an amazing way mm -hmm. and it's so significant so i yeah. that's why i love it so good so uh if you have your bible at home uh, we're going to be in first kings chapter yeah, 17. chapter 17 we're going to start at verse 10 uh, and then we're going to read uh through verse 16 and within these six verses uh, we're going to pull out some um four postures uh, that uh, that this mom had displayed that we think is actually beneficial to, to you and, and to me and and here's kind of the big the big idea for 
for this morning, and it's this. The correct posture positions you for the best outcome. Y'all should be standing on your feet yeah, right now. I am. Amen. Hitting those. Can you? Yes. Come on. Woo. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Throw some hearts up right now. Just go at it. And so, um, so let's start at verse 10, 1 Kings chapter 17. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? The first posture is this, posture of willingness. In this verse, the widow is collecting sticks. So she's in the middle of preparing something very important. And then here comes this prophet Elijah, who, um, who wants a drink of water. How many of you moms can relate when you're in the middle of something and somebody comes and disrupts you, you, you can just really quickly dismiss it. Um, but what I love about the widow is she is willing to serve. So to, to what Van was, to her point, I think what's amazing is that like we know, because we, we have this ability to read further down, it, like we know that she was gathering sticks because she thought it was gonna be her last meal. Like she thought, I'm gonna gather sticks, I'm gonna cook my food, and then I'm gonna die. In fact, that's what the text says. And, and, and so like she, she's like honed in on, on something just very important, right? And she could have, to your point, mm -hmm. been like, hey, Elijah, I'm sorry, man. I'm a little busy. Like I'm collecting sticks right now. Like leave me alone. But she was willing to step out in the midst of her busyness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Vanessa and I were talking about that. And, and we were just kind of like wondering like, man, how much could God do in our lives if we were only willing to step out of what we feel is busy mm -hmm. and and just be willing to say, all right, God, like my life is busy. My life is crazy right now, but uh, I, I still I, want you to use me. Yeah, you know, I, this actually, this part convicted me because I always have, and it, it's a legitimate excuse. You, you do get busy. You do get busy with your everyday life. You know, you have kids or you're working and it's so easy to dismiss when God is asking you to do something because you are prioritizing things in your life and um, they're not all necessarily bad, but when God tells you to do something, um, I think that we need to be more willing to do it. And I know for me, I'm very, very guilty of letting busyness take over my life instead of God. Yeah, that's so good. So let's keep on reading. Uh, we're going to read in verse 11. Here we go. As she was going to get it, he called and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. The second posture that the mom showed is the posture of humility. So what I love about this part of the verse is here is 
the widow. She is completely vulnerable. She's completely honest and God cannot fix fake. Mm. So she's real with the prophet. She's like, I don't have the means. How many times have we fell into that where we feel like we can't do it? We don't have the means. We don't. And, and I just love how God can work with that. He can work with our brokenness. Yeah. He can work if we admit it and we speak it, that means we want the help, we, we want the change. So I just love that about this verse, the scripture. Yeah, I actually think that like there's something when we are like, hey God, like I can't do this. Like I think that there's something um, that, that moves the heart of God um, when we actually admit uh, that that we can't we can't do it right because I think what it does is it begins to strip down pride mm -hmm. in our hearts mm -hmm. and in our minds right yeah. because like uh, if you're built like me I think I can do it all <laughs> right and, and so like I, I never want to admit that I can't do something and so that's known as pride and uh, we know in scripture that it said pride comes before the fall and Amen. so uh, this idea of a uh, posture of humility is 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 her just saying like t uh, to elijah hey that's a great idea but i physically can't do it mm -hmm. she, she's about to make her last meal for her and her son she can't provide for somebody else that is beyond her means but um I love that she's honest because yeah. that's when change happens. So good. So good. <laughs> so. All right, let's keep reading. Here we go. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Here's the third posture, posture of significance. Okay, so here's what's going on. Um, Elijah is like, hey, go make bread. And the lady's like, okay. The mom, mom's like, okay. And, and he says, wait, but hold up. And she's like, yeah. He's like, I, I want you to make bread, but I want you to make my bread first. Mm -hmm and then bring it out to me and then go ahead and bake bread for you and your son. Like, let's just pause and think about that. First off, like, um, that would not fly no. <laughs> in 2020. Um, you get your own bread. Um, but, but here, here's who what's, do you think here, you are? Yeah, who do you think you are? Here's what's amazing though. And this is what I love. She, she postured, um, the, uh, or she positioned herself in the posture of significance, the posture of significance. Here's what I know, that we prioritize what we see as significant. Amen. And so what you find significant or valuable in your life, you prioritize it, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. you, 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 you'll make time for things that you find significant, things that you find value in. And we actually see this principle all throughout scripture, uh, the principle of the first fruits, like, like this whole, this whole structure God has created from the very beginning, um, the, the significance of the first fruit. So the first of my time, the first of my treasure, the first of my uh, talents, like it belongs to God, like everything about me 
first goes to God. Why? Because he's the most significant thing in my life. Mm -hmm. We prioritize what we see is significant. And I would, I would challenge and say that if, if you think that God is significant in your life, mm -hmm. then I challenge you to prioritize him as the first thing that happens in your life. Amen. So here's this mom. She's like, she understands the significance of the moment. Mm -hmm. She understands what she, the, the opportunity that she has found herself in. And so she's willing, she's willing to first bring bread to the prophet because she's posturing herself in the posture of significance. So let's check out what the first half of verse 15 says. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. Number four, posture of obedience. So what I really love about this last part of the scripture about how she has two choices. She can either not go through with it or she can continue to obey. Now, I don't believe it it really was Elijah she was obedient, being obedient to, to. She was ultimately just being confirmed by Elijah what God has already told her and what God was already putting into motion. And so I believe that's why she eventually fell through, went through with it. And I yeah. think that was a big moment for her because it was then that she would really be tested her trust in God and her obedience. Because I, I truly believe when we obey God, we're showing that we're putting our trust in Him. Like everything was on the line for her. Yeah. Everything. everything. Like she didn't have enough food for her son and her for more than just that one meal. Mm -hmm. And she was willing to just be obedient mm -hmm. to what God had spoken. Mm. And I think that's so so cool just this mo this mom that models the obedience mm. to god and here's something that it's not really in our notes but i think it's actually has a lot to do with this is is this idea like not only did she model this obedience mm -hmm. right but but she's modeling it for her son too mm -hmm. like her son like i can imagine is like peeking out the window like mm -hmm. what's mama doing she comes in she starts baking He's like, mama, like, what are you doing? Like, you baking bread for us? And she's like, no, baby. Like, uh, I'm giving it to, to this prophet first, right? And, and she's modeling this. And I believe that in faith, like, her son is seeing this so that when he gets older, listen, let me say it this way. Moms, dads, college students, like, you can model, like, how you obey and trust God for the next generation. Amen. And so I, I just think it's just so cool. Like what a cool mom <laughs> to model. And, yeah. she, and so, um, but but here's the cool thing, right? Because uh, we, we said at the very beginning, like if we position ourselves, the correct posture mm -hmm. positions ourselves for the best outcome. And, and so she does all this, but look at the outcome because she was willing to posture herself mm -hmm. in a position to receive what God had. Check this out, the remaining of verse 15. <laughs> so there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. 
for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. So what I, just going back to the widow and how she doesn't have a name in this story, what I love about it is that we, I, I think we all can identify with her. Yeah. Like sh what she did was just so amazing. The significance of what she lived out and where she came from. Yeah. Like God used her in such a mighty way. And I just can't imagine the type of legacy she's living, she left for her son. Yeah. And to see it in motion, what it means to trust in God. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, the correct posture mm -hmm. positions you for the best outcome. So how about you say that right now? <laughs> the correct posture positions me for the best outcome. The correct posture positions me for the best outcome. Listen, this morning, I think this mama, she identified and she modeled, she postured mm -hmm. uh, willingness, humility, significance, and obedience. And I believe that if we can learn to do that, if we can learn these four things, like we can position ourselves to receive the best outcome. Mm. And the best outcome is God's outcome. Mm -hmm. And Amen. so, uh, man, so I just, so, woo, girl. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so I just, we just wanna encourage you this yeah. morning um, to, to just posture yourself um, and, and willingness and humility, significance mm -hmm. and uh, obedience yeah, and, and so just good. see see what God will do. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.